just when you think you know something's going to happen, ba-bing! One team doesn't get the message or the refs don't get the check or something because uh, Ron and I had a very different national championship game going for the NCAA men's basketball tournament. We had Kansas taking on Duke. We kind of resigned ourselves to Duke. was going to get this done, and they were going to win the thing. But lo and behold, uh, North Carolina decided no and uh, no boss. And uh, we're going to get into that here on the Sports Ball Grinder. First off, welcome back in, Ron. Glad to have you on. Glad to be back, Jay. And more importantly, I'm glad we were wrong. Right. So, so glad we were wrong. Right. I got to hang out Sunday with a uh, a Chapel Hill grad who is also quite glad that that went a different way. And uh, yeah, the celebration is still going on, I think, as we record this on Sunday night. Uh, whilst WrestleMania is happening, while the Women's National Championship is going on, we, did, we nailed that one. We both uh, had... North or South Carolina, rather, and UConn in that title game. And so uh, glad that we were right about that. We'll see how that one turns out. But uh, yeah, you know, with, with the championship game going a completely different direction than what we thought, we said, hey, look, we got to turn around and we got to talk about this and, and we got to repick the game now because it's a different dynamic. Let's start with Kansas and Villanova. As we thought, uh, Villanova would not have the guys to hang the whole time. They got it within six in the second half after getting blown out in the first half. But Kansas went on a, like an 11-1 run, and it was just over. I mean, <laughs> Kansas, David McCormick, their their big center forward guy, had it was 10 of 12 from the field, 25 points. Um you know, flanked by other guys that were having huge games. Uh, Agabaji dropped 21 on them. I think he hit like six threes in a row before he finally missed one with two minutes to go. Villanova just could not withstand what Kansas was doing. And that was different for Kansas, too. They haven't been a big three-ball team, but they they lit them up from the outside and then were able to pound inside, too, and, and Villanova just couldn't, couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, the, the injuries finally caught up with Villanova, I think, because I feel like if Villanova's healthy, if they've got their full complement of players, I feel like maybe the first half doesn't get as, as out of control, and that second half getting to within six uh, might end up becoming a lead because it felt for a while Villanova was just going to claw and fight their way back into it after I thought the game was over in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, I saw that score and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to leave that on and go do something else, <laughs> you know, while it's playing in the background while I get ready for the main event because, you know, I also had Mania going <laughs> on another channel and I I, uh, I was like, okay, so we're going to have the small screens of the basketball game now and then I'll, I'll flip over to, you know, Mania on the big screen. But yeah, uh, you know, credit credit again to Villanova and, and uh, their guys. They played really hard uh, to get in there. And I, like you say, if that game was four weeks ago, or if it was the Villanova from four weeks ago, I think we get, we have a more competitive game. Uh, Kansas, man, they kind of quietly owned this tournament, you know, and they've owned the fact that they got that number one seed. And you know, even being a, a six loss team, you see why. Uh, I mean, they're so good; they can knife you up from a lot of different ways, and they play very, very physical basketball. And they're going to be a tough out no matter what happens in this next game. Yeah, I saw a great T-shirt that said um, the national championship game lost to Kentucky by forty-two points, <laughs> <laughs> which I had a nice laugh at. But um, yeah, oh, that's the thing about Kansas—they've taken they—they've played a tougher schedule than mm-hmm. normal. Then you see a lot of teams in their position play, and they have come out the better for it. They've taken their lumps and they improved, and they that it gave them a. a 
a scrappiness, a strength that I think a lot of people underestimated, ourselves, us included. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we we had them. In, I had them in the final four in my brackets, and we we liked them. Uh, but you know, we we didn't pick them to win it, uh, even against uh, Duke. And so uh, now, got to rethink some of that as we get to it. But look, look let let's get into the the main event of you know the preview of why we're here. North Carolina takes down Duke eighty one seventy seven, just like they did to end the regular season. Chapel Hill says no moss, Coach K, and uh, they you know it's funny that his record against that school will go fifty and fifty forever, but it doesn't matter that it's even. They have ruined Duke basketball to a point that I I mean it's going to be interesting to see what John Schroeder does as as the next head coach and how that goes because what Hubert Davis has done with that team this year is nothing short of phenomenal. He's got five functional players, one of which fouled out with two minutes to go, and they still found out a, found a way to beat a team that is loaded with NBA stars and, and all yep. the stuff. And, you know, they do it with different guys every time. Caleb Love took over as a, as a guard last night, and then Manic hit that massive three, you know, Captain Caveman out there. And I mean, really, it's what he looks like. And you could tell that dude was spent at the end of this. I mean, he's so exhausted. 100%. And the fact that, I mean, they were down by four and a half, but you didn't, I didn't feel great. I'm like, and Duke is not putting these guys away. It's the familiarity. It's, it's all that stuff. And it's, you, you see it happen all the time in football in particular when a team play, especially in the NFL, like a team plays another one that they played a couple of times. And then the last game, you tell like, boy, they know they just know these guys too well. And I think North Carolina just knew what Duke was going to do, and they played against type the whole time. And what what a phenomenal game and a phenomenal win, hitting some clutch shots down the stretch. And again, just uh, you know, we, we might be—I don't know if we're in the minority of the Coach K hate. I'm, I'm a little sad that most of the coverage has been about, oh, this is the end of, you know, Coach K's run and all this, and not the phenomenal work that North Carolina did to win that ballgame. Yeah, it feels like it feels like the media the media, and I hate to be one of those people who talks about the media, but it feels like they had their narrative about Coach K and no matter what the end of the result of the game was, the the talking point was going to be all about Coach K. Not about the fact that five dudes just just cut the heart out of Duke for the second important game in a row like for the the second time they've played in in as many games like yeah the between the I mean, ACC tournament and this it's it's yeah. and and you know we've talked about it. there's five guys plus maybe Puff Johnson plays 9 minutes off the bench and yeah. that's literally any that's all the people who checked into the game except for I think one guy got 1 minute you know of of breath time you know just to join club trillion but North Carolina's got five guys, and one of those five guys is going to go off pretty much yeah. every game. Yeah. And to show the difference, Duke got 25 points from their bench. 25. They had two guards that started that only had eight points each. They got 25 from the bench. North Carolina got two points off the bench. Two points. And that was puff. Hitting <laughs> a couple free throws. Like they, they didn't do anything else. I mean, not, he only played nine minutes. Styles played three at the end, along with McCoy when the coat went out. Um, you know, with the with the foul trouble. Again, Manic had a massive game. Didn't shoot great, but had a great defensive game. Uh, but it, it was it was love. It, I, 
Caleb Love just took over in the second half and just it was driving to the basket, was cutting through. And I don't know what it was. It was like Duke had just not seen him. And I kept seeing these Duke players like pointing at feet and talking to the ref, much mm-hmm. like their coach does. And I'm like, see, this is how culture bleeds, guys, is yep. that you know, all the North Carolina guys were doing was executing a plan and executing a plan. And that's all they had. And man, it worked. It was it was something to watch. I mean, it is like it's like watching something out of Hoosiers. We have this totally undermanned team, and that's weird to talk about. We talk about North Carolina basketball, totally undermanned team, and they just they just willed their way to a win. You know, can we can we talk about uh, Bakut there grabbing mm-hmm. what was it, 20, 21 rebounds? Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, couldn't shoot to save his life, but nope. he went three for ten. But man, he twenty one point or uh, twenty one rebounds, and he still managed to get eleven points. Uh, that is an that's a really impressive stat line. That's that's how that guy's going to get paid, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, in the next level, he's go out and grab some rebounds and play, do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. And that was very very impressive ball. And Caleb Love was like the only one who could really find a shot. Uh, R.J. Davis did okay, but um, Captain Caveman didn't catch fire. He he was only four of ten, but. Yeah, but he was out there for 38 minutes. So he's constantly in the way. Love and, and Leaky Black both played 40. <laughs> and he come off the court. Yeah, 38 exhausted minutes, and you could tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was he, like, four shots, and three of them were threes. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, and, and one of them was an absolute clutch dagger three. With like that a corner? Mid- yeah, I mean, that mm-hmm. was just... I mean, you saw it when he posted up too. It was like, uh oh, <laughs> just drilled it because his guy was his defender way out of position. I, I was really blown away by how Paulo Banquero just disappeared in the final four minutes of that ball game because he was having a massive game. He had twenty boards, or twenty points, ten boards, you know. But like, he, he wouldn't get the ball. It was weird. I don't know why they just went away from him. Uh, Duke did it and down the stretch. And I don't know if he just wasn't getting open or if he was tired or, or what, but um, I mean, he played 39 minutes. So I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, loafing or nothing, but I was, I was blown away at how he just was a non-factor down the stretch. Cause I thought the way he played early on, I thought, well, they're, you know, they're just going to feed to five and that's going to be the difference here. And it didn't happen. I feel like maybe they should have just fed the five, but you know, he, he only played 39 minutes. He sat for a whole minute of the game. Yeah. Come on. You lazy bum. <laughs> yeah. Be like North Carolina where no one gets to K- no, K- no one gets to rest. Yeah, Caleb and Leakey are out here pulling 40. <laughs> Come on. But now the, the big test in the uh, Blue Dabadee championship game is North Carolina's got to go take on Kansas. And Kansas is a four-point favorite in this, and I think there's a good reason why. You got an eight seed versus a one seed, so there's that. Um, Kansas – Obviously has depth that they can rely upon, uh, and they haven't had guys that have played that amount of minutes like at all. Like if you go back and start adding up the minutes that the Jayhawks guys have played, it's nowhere near, nowhere near what the the North Carolina guys have played. Like they have one guy hit thirty seven minutes, one hit thirty six the other night. Those were the longest those guys have played, you know, all all year. Um, and they've got they've got a good bench. Uh, they don't get a ton of points off the bench, Kansas doesn't. But they've got guys that can get out there and get minutes and can play. And you know, it's their starting five is going to play against North Carolina's starting five. So for before we you know just crown Kansas, 
easily. They, they've got a lot more players that play, but they don't get a ton of points out of them. And I do think that's an interesting matchup. I, what I'm basically saying, Ron, is I'm going to need you to talk me out of picking North Carolina here because I just feel like there's, there's something about this team that just feels like the team of destiny. Like they just keep finding ways to do it. They got underseated at, at eight a little bit and it played to their advantage the whole tournament. Mm, you want me to talk you out of running North Carolina? Well, the one thing I can say is eventually you hit the wall. True. And this is a, uh, this is a fairly short turnaround. After a very emotionally draining game, and after a very physically draining game, like we talked about the North Carolina starting five, you're basically playing 39 minutes a game it, it, unless you get really lucky. And yeah. I just think that's going to be a huge – you keep asking them to do this, and they've done it time and time again throughout this tournament. Eventually, just the law of averages says – they're going to go for that reserve in the tank and it's not going to be there because they've been running on it for this, for two games. Mm-hmm. And the- I want to, and I want to say if it's going to come to a head at any point, it's going to be here and it's going to be against Kansas because like you said, Kansas, their guys can rest and their guys have been getting more rest than what the North Carolina players have been able to. The thing for me in terms of a matchup, if Kansas is going to win this ball game, they're going to have to do what they did to Villanova. Jump out in a big lead, make them really chase you the rest of the night and get your guys rest and then, you know, when it's it's into the back half of the the second you know, half when you're 10 minutes in, you got your starters healthy and you start dropping shots, you know, and, and you you get McCormick underneath. Because as good as Manic is and as good as Bacot is, I don't know how well they can match off of him. You know, like I think he could beat them to the bucket. Now, if he's cold, those guys are going to out rebound them all night because I do think North Carolina is a better rebounding team. Uh, but they're going to have to have one of those, again, just gut check, rocky two, you know, kind of, kind of moments to be able to get through this thing because it's going to be a marathon uh, because Kansas is going to make you earn it because not only are they deep and, they're relatively fast and all that kind of stuff. They're not loaded with NBA stars necessarily. You know, they got a couple of guys that are probably going to play, but they got, they just got good college basketball players. They're going to be a very physical out. And I I just, I'm, I'm like all the momentum in the world is in North Carolina's point, but realistically Kansas should beat them and, and should beat them by four or more if they can just play their game. Uh, the thing that they'll have to know, and I'm sure Bill Self is telling them, is like these guys are never going to stop coming at us. Like we are going to have to, you know, beat them and beat them and beat them like we've never beat anybody else in order to beat them back because they're just going to keep going. And it, it almost feels like a game that will, will go down to the last, you know, couple of minutes and you know an extra mistake, an extra foul, somebody fouls out again. If that happens, then you really put advantage Kansas. I'm also trying to remind myself that North Carolina was able to beat Duke because, again, they're just so familiar with it, they, they, and mm-hmm. they live with it. They're literally across the road from each other at this point. They just know each other, and, and you played them three times this year. You know what they're going to do. You don't know what Kansas – this is a different Kansas team than the one that got you know waxed early in the season. They got their stuff mm-hmm. together, and you know they, they did it right. And you know neither of these teams are what they were in December, uh, but 
it's uh, it's it's, it's going to be a fun one. I I really do think it's going to be a a tight game. So so give me like you know, couple couple of big keys for the game, and let's go ahead and get your pick here for for Kansas and North Carolina. If you're Kansas, you have to work. You have to work hard at out rebounding North Carolina. North North Carolina is the better rebounding team. You have to get in there. You have to box out. You have to. Your team is deeper. You need to act like it. You need to to. There's no need to pre- reserve your energy because you can go sit and rest. And you, the the major thing you have to do if you're Kansas is you have to run North Carolina ragged. Mm-hmm. Those feet are going to be heavy. These guys are going to be up for the game and they're not going to stop. But they, you can slow them down, and you can't go in there feeling. You can't go in there thinking, oh, North Carolina is clearly the team of destiny. Look at what they've been doing this whole tournament. They're not supposed to be here. You have to go in and think we're the number one seed. We can go eight guys deep. We can control this game. We can bend it to our will. They can keep going, but we're the anvil. They can just keep bashing and bashing, and we will not break. So based off of that, are you picking Kansas to beat North Carolina? I am going to pick Kansas to beat North Carolina, yes. I feel like at at a certain point, this is going to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. It absolutely has to. I mean, this is Captain Caveman's, what, sixth year of playing college basketball, it feels (laughs) like? Something like that, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you know, just the law of averages says you're gonna you're gonna run out of juice. Now, will they surprise me? Yes. Will this be a close game until probably the final two minutes? Yes. Will North Carolina try to do another second half comeback? Of course. That, that's they've been their mo all throughout the, the all throughout the tournament. They've kept it close or or even when they've not kept it close, they've always been a strong second half team. And I don't know if that's, and then it has to be just based off of pure will because it surely is not their legs because their legs have to be dead at this point. Mm-hmm. But I just think eventually, you know, hard work and guts can get you a lot, but at a certain point you can't overcome 40 hard minutes a game for four games in a row. Everything you're saying is exactly logically 100% on point. Don't disagree with any of that. But there's a funny thing about physics is that sometimes the laws work opposite of what you intend. The outlier becomes the norm. And if this tournament has proven anything to us is that we, and I say the global we, you know, who watch college basketball and the ones who put this tournament together, didn't really understand what <laughs> this season was about. And I think it's because there was so much parity among all the teams and the way that they played and the way that they were coached that it was hard to put together a a, a grand scheme tournament that would have would, would made sense. Like, looking back, North Carolina is probably a four seed, you know. But oh yeah, we we you know random is that so here they are Kansas is definitely a one you know, um, and all of that is exactly true. But I've sat here for three games in a row now, and come up with every reason that North Carolina is going to lose, and it's all the same ones. They don't have the depth, they don't have the guys, they're they're just going to run out, and they haven't run out, and they just keep not running out. 
And there's just something weird about teams of destiny that just get on these roles that the thing I'll say about them is, you know, they beat Duke in their last home game or, you know, the end of the season. And it was a big night, you know, and they didn't didn't care. (laughs) And last night was huge in that game. And they just were like, all right, this is, we beat Duke. That's what we do here. You know, half of the time, that's, that's Mm -hmm. what we do. And the fact that they didn't let the moment get too big for him says a lot about Hubert Davis and his staff. And it says a lot about how these players are are put together. And I just think they're going to find a way to gut it through. I think we are going to get a classic basketball game, Uh, but I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Chapel Hill to, to do it. I think they're going to find a way to, to get a win. Um, And it's going to be one of those that we will sit around and talk about and go, how in the world did that team do that run? Uh, at this point, but at some point, I just I, I just have to, you know, stop picking against the the momentum that I see. Even though I, I agree with everything you said, and again, logically, there's n- there's no reason I should ever think you know Kansas would lose to this team, but I think they're going to, and so I'm going to pick Chapel Hill, uh, North Carolina, the Tar Heels to hang a banner, Bill Self to go back to Kansas and wait for the NCAA to drop a hammer on him and uh, which they, which they won't do because they've already you know destroyed LSU uh, who, by the way, all of their players have now transferred all of them. They have no one yeah. left. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking uh, North Carolina here though. I think, I think it's going to be a good one though, man. This is definitely one to tune in and watch. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good time uh, for everyone. So, you know, it's the end of the, the college basketball season. As, as we are recording this, we should say that South Carolina is taking care of business against a very good UConn team. But as we thought, there's a reason South Carolina's <laughs> the wire to wire number one. They are awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, unless UConn can pull a massive comeback here, that's going to work out. And uh, it would be interesting to have the national championships all living in the, in the two state radius down here. Um, So it'll be a a very fun day on, uh, on Monday night and Tuesday, if that, that comes to fruition, we'll (laughs) see for sure. So Ron, thanks again for coming on sports ball grinder, breaking down these games with me. Tell folks how they can follow all the cool stuff that you're doing. Well, you can check me out on the Filmstrip podcast alongside Jay and alongside lots of other fun people. And if you're interested in my written words, you can find me at uh, Den of Geek. I'm covering The Walking Dead for their big final season and Snowpiercer. And I will undoubtedly be doing something for the Game of Thrones spinoffs because I always have been. And, you know, um, just denofgeek.com and you will find my works there. Absolutely. And folks, of course, you can keep up with this podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, places you can find the show. We are proud family members of the Geek Lounge. Go to thegeeklounge.com. You'll find a load of other cool podcasts to follow and be a part of. Uh, we're certainly glad to be a part of the cool work there. And hey, uh, you know, who knows what's coming up next? Uh, so Sportsball Grinders got a lot of stuff uh, to think about. And uh, we are we're pumped about uh, what's coming up. The NFL free agency has been bizarre, to say the least. The draft, I have a feeling, is going to be something like out of a movie, uh, and not even you know a mid level Von- Kevin Costner movie. So <laughs> Vontae Mac, no matter what. Yeah, but you look at this point, I would not be surprised <laughs> if somebody did that. Uh, there's definitely going to be some reaching <laughs> in this one, but we'll we'll get oh, into yeah. breaking all that down in the coming weeks, and then of course get you ready for um you know all the seasons coming up baseball seasons uh, starting to kick off now or t- you know 
played off whatever the hell he say um <laughs> major league baseball uh the rich people have finally put down their their uh, pins and have decided to pick up the bats so we'll, we'll get into that as we go forward and uh nba finals will be around uh, here soon the the you know this is when the real nba season starts is the the postseason should be a lot of fun to get into and it may be a postseason without lebron james in it which that hasn't happened in a long time so uh that, that makes it a little more wide open so we'll see where the eyes go as we get into it of course folks thanks for following the show you can follow me on twitter at jran here all of that linked in the show description we appreciate your support keep grinding we'll talk to you next time.